0: Praise the Lord, YouTube. This is Brother Philip Romick coming to you again on Pentecostal Podcast. This week I'm going to be continuing my Fruits of the Spirit series. This is the fourth out of nine. It's uh, about long-suffering. So again, here's our main verse from Galatians 5, through 23. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Alright, so what is long-suffering? Well, long-suffering is exactly what it sounds like. Suffering a long, long time. The actual dictionary meaning is a patient and long endurance of injury, trouble, or Provocation. So enduring persecutions, hardships, difficult situations. So as believers of Jesus Christ, this should be an attribute that we have. This should be a fruit of the spirit we have. May not be once one that we want, but it should be something that we have in our life. Uh, people should we should be overcomers when we have long suffering. So, our ultimate example is, again, Jesus Christ. It says in Hebrews 12, verse 1 through 2, Wherefore, seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God so here we see that Jesus Christ endured the pain of death for our salvation he was without sin he didn't have to endure this but he long he endured he endured he had long suffering for our salvation Verse 2 says that Jesus Christ endured the cross. He has set down at the right hand of God. Of God's throne, I'm sorry. The right hand represents power. So it means that for believers of Jesus Christ, that enduring difficult situations is going to bring power to your life. It's going to be victory over sin. Over your situations it brings power. Being a follower of Jesus Christ means that difficult times will come. But remember in Proverbs twenty four sixteen, for a just man falleth seven times, but riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. So there here we see that. The just and the wicked will fall. But the difference is that the just man gets up and keeps continuing his walk with God and keeps attempting to overcome every single failure, shortcoming, sin, everything that's wrong in his life that's not pleasing to God, he's attempting to overcome it. The wicked chooses to live in his downfall. He chooses to live in shortcomings. He doesn't want to dig his life out of it. But let's not do this, you know, let's walk with God 100%. We need to sincerely repent and turn back to God after falling into sins. God is always there to take you back. You don't have to worry about that. God is a God of grace. He's always there. Jesus Christ was the first and ultimate example of long-suffering. What is another example of long-suffering? We see... An object being an object which is the Bible, being another example of long suffering. Jesus spoke in Matthew 24 35, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words will not pass away. This verse shows that even after the earth and the universe is gone, the word of God will not pass away, which is the Bible. You might be scratching your head right now, saying that the Bible isn't Jesus' words. However, the Bible is the word of Jesus. Let's take a look at what John says in John 1.1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was God at the earth's creation. All right? Going down to verse 14, it says, And the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So God here was made flesh, which is Jesus Christ, and dwelt among us. Another wording you could use, dwelt among us. Since Jesus is God in the flesh, his words will never pass away. The words of Jesus will not pass away because he is God. The Bible is God's word. It won't pass away. It's the same thing. People have tried to destroy it, burn it, ban it, make it illegal. They've tried to just get rid of it out of their lives, get rid of it out of their thoughts, but it's never going to pass away the Word of God is going to endure forever. The salvation message comes from the incorruptible Word of God. Here we see in 1 Peter one through 23-25 says, Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is, as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. So this should be a great joy for believers, knowing that our salvation is based on the word of God, which will always remain. is never ending. It's never changing. Uh, hallelujah. Thank God for that, you know. So I'm going to go here to an Old Testament example of long-suffering, which is Job. Job, he's a great example of long-suffering. He was a righteous man that served God with everything he had. He hated evil. So here God allows the devil to test Job to see if he will fall, to see if he will curse God and turn away from God. <clears throat> here in Job 1, 6 through 6-8, It says, Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job? That there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man. One that feareth God and escheweth evil. So here it shows that God had a lot of faith in Job. I mean this man is perfect. This god this guy serves me with everything he has. Have you considered trying him? He's not gonna fail me. God's like this guy is not gonna fail me. Chapter one and two go on to show us that Job lost all his possessions, he lost his health. He, his children died. But in all this, Job continued to bless the Lord, continued to serve the Lord. He didn't sin against the Lord in all of his situations. You have to remember, even his wife told him to curse God and die. It says in Job 2, 9-10, through 10, Then his wife said unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? In all this did not Job sin with his lips. So every situation, his wife turned his back on him, his friends turned his back on him, every single situation, Job would not sin against God. This was a man of great integrity, great perseverance, great amount of endurance in all of his persecutions. Okay, in the end of Job's life, it shows that enduring long, uh, his long sufferings, his persecutions, brought blessings into Job's life. Here it says in Job four forty two ten through 13 And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought unto him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one an earring of gold. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning for he had fourteen thousand sheep and six thousand camels and a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she donkeys he had also seven sons and three daughters so the end of Job's life because he was faithful to God because he endured he had double blessing from God he had a double portion of God's blessings on his life so this is just one example of Endurance, you need to endure for God's blessings. When you're going through a difficult time, remember that your endurance and not sinning against God will bring a blessing in the end. So that was the Old Testament example I had. A New Testament example I have is from Paul. He's a great example again of long-suffering. Here we see in a writing from Paul in 2 Corinthians 11, 23-28. <clears throat> Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more. In laborers more abundant. In stripes more measure. In prisons more frequent. In deaths oft. Of the Jews five times received I forty stripes save one. Thrice was I beaten with rods. Once was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. A day and a night I have been in the deep, in journeyings often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of mine own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness, in painfulness, in watchings often, in hunger often and thirst, and fastings often, in cold and nakedness, besides those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches." So Paul had way more suffering than you will ever have, me or you will ever have. Paul suffered all these things, wrote the majority of the New Testament, was the primary apostle to the Gentiles, and spent years in prison writing to various churches various brothers and sisters in church uh... in the churches but one thing you'll never ever see from paul's life is he never had a pity party it never happened he had an understanding that serving god would not be a cakewalk it's not something easy and he continued spreading the word of God wherever he was at. He was turning multitudes of people into Christ's salvation. The gospel of Jesus Christ being shed everywhere. It didn't matter if he had to endure. It didn't matter if he had long suffering. He continued on. Okay, are you able, am I able to be like Paul? Am I able to have this much devotion for God? So that's something you should be asking yourself. Am I able to suffer that much? So I just want you to think about that. That's something I was thinking about when I was studying this part about Paul. Here are a couple things Paul says about long-suffering from Colossians three twelve through 13 Put on, therefore, as the elect of God holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, also do ye. So mercy, uh, you know, forgiving people. you got to put that first. got to endure it. you got to go through it. They may not need forgiveness, and they may not be worthy of your forgiveness, but it doesn't matter anyways. Do it anyways. In Second Timothy 4, 2-5, Paul states, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and shall turn away their ears from the truth, and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. Exhort here means to urge earnestly. So here we see in verse 2, it's saying that we should not only teach doctrine, but we should also urge people We should also urge people to have endurance in their walk with God, a long suffering. So it's also important to not just teach doctrine, but to teach endurance for God's kingdom, for serving God, for the truth of God's word. Alright, so what will happen when people don't endure? People will turn away from God's word, of biblical truths. They're gonna turn away and believe whatever they want to. But we are urged as believers to follow sound doctrine, with sound doctrine being doctrine, doctrinal beliefs, salvation, uh, righteous living, you know, walking with God, prayer life, you know, many, many top, many, many topics. Because if we aren't enduring, we're just gonna follow any old thing that comes along. So that's why it's important to have endurance. Let's remember, our reward is in heaven. Second Timothy 4, 7-8, Paul says, I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. So here we see that. Paul knew that it would be hard to endure difficult times and difficult situations, but he had heavenly rewards waiting for him. And that's the same as us. We have heavenly rewards waiting. All them that follow this have a reward eternal life. In conclusion, let's look at what Jesus said from Mark 13 13. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. But he that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. So it's it's all about endurance. It's all about long-suffering. Suffering through your trials, persecutions, troubles. You know, if people talk bad about you, remember, they're talking bad about God. If people are hating you for your religion, they're hating you for Jesus' name, salvation, it's because they hate God. They don't hate you. They hate God. They hate your beliefs. They hate that you stand up for righteousness. It says in Acts 4.12, neither, talking about Jesus Christ, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. It's only Jesus' name salvation. That's it. There's nothing else. If you read Acts 2, if you look at my explaining Pentecost lesson that I have here on the podcast, you're going to see I have explained a lot of it for you. That there's only one salvation plan. Acts 2.38, that's it. That's why the apostles were hated in the Bible. That's why you're going to be hated. But if you endure to the end, you will be saved. So that's that's your reward, salvation. Your reward is in heaven. So praise God, I'm glad I could share this lesson with you today. And um, this is lesson four of nine from the Fruits of the Spirit uh, series. Uh, Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us here on YouTube, Pentecostal Podcast, both of them. Um, Find a UPC church in your area, upci.org. Any Q&As you can put in the comment uh, comment box. All right, God bless. You guys have a good day.